Hi everyone. Today on What's My Frame, I'm chatting with casting and business development specialist from Backstage.com, Christina Kleppinger. Christina brings a very special set of skills to her role at Backstage as a filmmaker and writer. She and sister Caitlin own production company, 908 South. Christina attended the University of Colorado's Film Studies program, as well as the Academy of Performing Arts in Prague. Today, Caitlin gives us a rare behind-the-scenes look at Backstage, is our personal tour guide through the casting process, as well as offering us a very special creative opportunity here at What's My Frame. Please join me in welcoming Christina Kleppinger to the show. Hey, Christina, thank you so much for joining us today on What's My Frame. Hi, of course. Happy to be here. Can you start us off with your journey into the industry and now working at Backstage? Yeah, absolutely. So I started in filmmaking. Um, I went to the University of Colorado and the Academy of Performing Arts in Prague to study filmmaking and directing. Um, I got to Los Angeles and like so many other filmmakers, the first step is working for a talent agency, um, which was amazing. I learned a ton about the industry and the business side of things and kind of how the mechanics of the industry move around. Um, but what I really got out of that job was a love for the casting process. I was able to kind of see across the table at casting and think, as far as day jobs go for filmmakers, that's where it's at. Um, so I went from there to the um, to Nickelodeon's talent development department, and I worked with their um, writing and artist development programs. And then we were housed under their casting department, so I got to see a little bit of that process. Um, and then we sold a screenplay. And so my uh, writing partner and I, so I left Nickelodeon to focus on that. And that was about the time that someone I knew was leaving this position at Backstage and said, you're a filmmaker and you understand the casting process. And they're really looking for someone that can make those connections and really serve the community of filmmakers in California. So that's how I wound up here. It's a wonderful job for a filmmaker. That's amazing. And just for anyone that doesn't realize, you are actually a casting outreach specialist at Backstage. So you work with the actor filmmakers as well as the actual casting directors that are posting projects on Backstage.com. Yeah, I, um, I work with our casting directors as well as I manage all of our film partnership or film school partnerships. So film students as well, yeah. I'm sure that's a flood of stuff in the spring, especially. It is. <laughs> For creatives that are considering posting their first project on Backstage, what are the key things to keep in mind when preparing your materials to post a project? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, the biggest thing I can tell you is it often feels like you're writing the casting notice for us at Backstage. Like you want to fill in accurate information. But I think the big thing for especially actors who are maybe posting their first project to Backstage or any other platform is that it is primarily an actor-facing document. You want to make the project uh, exciting and intriguing for an actor because you're trying to attract people to collaborate with. Yeah. Um, and so things like production descriptions or character descriptions, it's really easy to get bogged down in the technical there, but you want to approach your project and especially your character descriptions from the perspective of an actor who may be wanting to apply for the job. Um, so making sure that you're, you're thinking through the, the breakdown as an actor, how you would want to read it, um, that's going to be the best way to get the best response from something like that. Yeah, I think so often I'm, I'm a writer creator myself and to try to get a character breakdown is so impossible because you've been spending all of these months 
with these characters and building out this world to try to consolidate that to one or two sentences, you're like, well, this just doesn't do it justice. So we either minimize or overshare. And it's like, it, it is a, a certain set of skills. And if you don't have that skill yet, like collaborate with a friend maybe so that you can really share what is important to the actors that are reading the, the breakdowns. Absolutely. And I think something that can be really helpful is thinking beyond maybe what does this actor need to, to look like or how old do they need to be to more of the heart of who this character is. Think yeah. about the things that you as a creator are going to need to see from your actors on set and try to communicate that through your breakdown. I think that's amazing um, because sometimes you might get really surprised and the person that's right for the role is not exactly the picture that you have in your mind's up. Absolutely. Um, that happens all the time. All the time. What makes a strong posting or breakdown like you've already kind of touched on it a little bit but what are the things to keep in mind other than the character breakdown the description about the project or pay how can you give the most fully illustrated picture of your project to potential actors yeah I think there's a couple things to keep in mind the first is it's going to sound super basic but things like spelling and grammar are really important when it comes to a breakdown you want to give actors confidence that you are going to be a responsible person for them on set. And that, for better or for worse, starts with the breakdown. And so thinking through rereading things, making sure things are spelled correctly. But then further than that, just coming to your breakdown with a clear idea of your project. Mm -hmm. Know what it is that you're working on. Know what kind of things are important in an actor and what things may be less important. That will all help you clarify your project and put out a really strong breakdown as opposed to something that an actor reads and thinks, well, I, I don't even know what they're going to have me do, I don't, let alone if I'm interested in it. So, so having that clear vision for your own project. Now, if you're having trouble posting your project or you have questions, how can creatives connect with a backstage team for help? Yeah, absolutely. So this is an easy one to answer because we have just the best tech staff. Um, our support, our casting support and our um, tech support team are awesome. So the nice thing about Backstage and our um, design of the website itself is that at the bottom of every single page, there's a little button that says chat with us. I think for some people that's a, a scary thing to click on because you think it's a bot or a computer in a dark room that no one ever checks. But the nice thing is that that's attached to our tech team. And so when there's no one physically in the office to answer those, it says leave a message instead of chat with us. So you actually know when there's going to be another human on the other end of that. Okay. Um, they have a really robust set of tools to help creatives through the process. Um, everything from glitchy technical things you may encounter from time to time through to, I don't quite understand you how to use this casting tool that you guys have. Could someone jump on the phone with me and walk me through? Um, and they're really we're a smaller company and so what they're really great about is being able to kind of turn to their left and say hey casting team we have a filmmaker that doesn't know how to do this can you help them out and so someone is able to kind of jump on with you right away amazing yeah I know from my personal experience with backstage as opposed to some of the other platforms where you can post breakdowns you guys very much feel like it is a very well versed but a small enough office that you're not just hitting some call center. We take it seriously that we're, we're an actor and a creator resource and we want to feel like an actual resource and not just a, a big set of computers that automate everything, you know? Okay, so once your project and your breakdown 
are live. Um, then comes the second wave of the creative process and sometimes the very stressful stage of casting. Auditions, making selections. Can you walk us through once your posting is live and submissions are coming in from actors, how you start requesting self-tapes, scheduling auditions, how the interface of that works on the site? Yeah, so I think the first step of that is choosing who you're going to have in for your auditions, right? Um, the really nice thing that I, I love so much about the site is that from the actor perspective, it's all inclusive. Mm -hmm. And so our actors pay their monthly fee or their yearly fee, however they're breaking it down. And for that, they can add as many photos as they want. They can add videos to their site. So as a creator, it makes it very simple to see who's taking things seriously and who's not. Mm. You can pull up an actor's profile and know that everybody's on the same page. And so the actors that have a really robust profile, they have their headshots up, they have samples up for you. From there, the design of the site is such that when you're looking at the people that have submitted to you, everybody's got a set of tools underneath their picture. And so you just simply click send a message and you can invite someone into your auditions. Or um, we rolled out this year a self-tape feature. And so you just click on it, you attach your sides right there to the message and they message you back with their self-tape and it all stays in this very neat dashboard for you. As much as it's nice to have actors in the room to work with, especially for first, second, third time creators, maybe you can't afford that. So a lot of your casting process is, is going to be via self-tapes. What's one of the biggest mistakes you see first time creators make when in the pre-production stage? I think a lack of communication. I think from the second you have your, your cast ready and you've made your choices and it's a go, all the way through to people walking on set, the more you can communicate with your team, and that team includes your actors, yeah. the better off your shoot day is gonna go. Um, things like, obviously the basics of location and wardrobe, and especially for first time creators, things like, are the actors bringing their own wardrobe? And what do they need to bring versus, we're providing your wardrobe and we need your sizes through to, the nitty gritty of directing an actor should start well before anyone walks on set. You want to have communication with your actor from the second they're hired and they've had a chance to read the full script for your project, answer any questions they have. I think the, the scenario you really want to avoid is having an actor walk on set and everything is set and ready to go and your actor says, but why is my character so angry at his wife? <laughs> you want to have, have had those conversations, that line of communication should be very open and clear between the creative team and the actors, the same way it's clear with your lighting team. You want your lighting team to walk on set knowing what you're gonna want from them. Absolutely. So making sure your actors are part of that creative team and not, not a separate thing that they're just gonna show up and do whatever they do, but making sure they're in on those creative decisions so your actors don't ever walk on set and are surprised by anything or don't have a clear vision of what you're gonna ask from them. You want to be as open and transparent as possible because I think that encourages the actors to be open and transparent back with the creator. I think I've already touched on this a little bit, but is there anything else that is special and like the hidden gems? Yeah, we have a few new tools. So a few things about Backstage that I think are really helpful for creatives. Um, we aren't just the casting platform. We have this editorial content as well. And we started as a magazine in the 60s. And at the time we were very much actor focused. And over time, we are focusing more and more of our energy on creators. A, because the line between actors and creators has become very blurry. You know, more and more people are creating their own content or um, pivoting from one side to the other. But also because we understand that it's about the relationship between people who are producing and writing and directing and creating in whatever form that looks like 
and the performers that really bring those projects to life. Um, so the editorial content is fantastic. I think it's also great for actors to understand the creative process and vice versa. I think it's great for me as a filmmaker to learn about the acting process to, so that I know how to communicate better across the line. Yeah. Um, the other thing we're doing for you guys is um, normally we charge a small fee to post a casting notice on Backstage. Um, but we want to make that as easy as possible. And so we have created the promo code for your listeners that the what's my frame is the code. Um, and it covers the full cost of a casting notice. We want to make it easy for creatives to find talent. We want to encourage creatives to cast. I think there's this idea that it's much easier to turn to your left to your actor roommate and say, you want to be in my project. But I think the, the meat of the casting process is so valuable for creatives. And so we really want to encourage people to try the casting process. I think it can seem intimidating, but it's not really. Thank you so much for doing that. Yes, that was not even something that was my idea. That was something that Christina and Backstage took the idea and just ran with it and made this promo code so that you guys can start creating. Backstage is such a massive resource for actors and creators. What's a few of your favorite pieces from Backstage.com other than Secret Agent Man? <laughs> I love Secret Agent Man. I think he is wonderful. Do you actually, I obviously can't say, but do you know who it is or is even within backstage, is it a secret? Um, we know who it is, but we want to protect his of identity. Of course, of course. Yes. I was like, I'm like wondering, like, do you guys just get like this like anonymous email? It's just like it's Secret Agent Man. It's, um, it's a secret manila envelope that just arrives at the office every so often. <laughs> so actually, I think that we just started something new that I find so exciting, which is the Slate content. Um, when quarantine really got started, we recognized the need for actors to stay busy and stay active and keep their skills sharp because I'm of the opinion that once things open up, the industry is going to be moving very quickly. Absolutely. And we want to make sure that our actor members and actors around the world are able to kind of stay up on their game. Uh -huh. And so the slate has been a daily set of classes and Q and A's and workshops and one-on-ones with our experts and really great interviews with everybody from Kevin Bacon to showrunners to um, actors, I mean, of all walks. And so it's been a way for actors to, to check in daily and have something to work on and connect with casting directors and connect with other creatives. And it's been, even for me being an employee of Backstage, a really great resource to learn a lot about the industry in a time when it feels like there's not a lot going on. Yeah. Um, I also really love our backstage experts. They, we work with people around the industry who are active. Mm -hmm. They are casting every day, they're filmmaking every day. And so their advice when it comes to things like self-tapes is so helpful even for me to understand what to ask an actor for in a self-tape, you know, and then for actors to understand how to make a self-tape as easy for a creator to understand as possible. So no, I think that our practical advice on the site is just invaluable. I don't know how you all continue to stay so relevant and also just continue to pump out the volume of content that you guys do and the interviews and the resources because it truly is something that you go to on any given day and find something, invest in your career. It's a, it's a great place to work because they very much value creatives. And yeah. so there, there is that push to constantly be up on the game and be giving out relevant information. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's very obvious. So like you were talking about, you work with casting directors, creators, as well as like the film schools. What is one of your favorite and your least favorite parts of your job? 
Okay. So um, actually, I think the favorite is easy. Um, one of the parts of our film school partnerships is that we go and give casting seminars to film students. And so I manage our California-based partnerships and I go physically at well when I can go out physically out, um, out to these film schools and speak to classes and talk to film students through the process, A, to, to demystify casting a little bit for them and to give them some best practices, um, but also to get invested in with them. I hear from students all the time after those seminars and they say, well, we're casting this very specific thing, help us. <laughs> or we're, I heard from some students last year that said, you know, we loved the seminar, but we're shooting a musical. What does that casting process looks like? And so getting to really dig in with film students about what they're working on, they're endlessly creative and it's always something totally new and different. Um, and so doing those seminars and connecting with kind of the next generation of filmmakers has just been infinitely rewarding. Um, as far as least favorite, I don't know. Um, right now is tough. I think that it's just been, because everyone is so unsure, it's hard to know the right way to keep someone encouraged and keep someone focused in a time when it's increasingly difficult to do that. Um, and obviously not being able to go meet with people. The bread and butter of my job is getting to be in casting offices and getting to be out at production companies, walking them through the process or talking to film students. And so right now I'm not doing any of that. I'm doing a lot of, a lot of Zoom and a lot of talking to people on the phone. But I think that's when the most challenging thing is having to pivot my own process to not getting to be in front of people all the time. Yeah. Now I want to go back just real quickly to the casting process because we've talked a lot about the actor creator, but I want to also talk for the actors that are listening that are simply applying on backstage. So what are some things that you see that, or that you hear back from casting directors that they're like, this is really strong. Like this casting process was super seamless. A lot of the actors did blank or complaints that you hear and be like, I wish actors would just understand to stop doing this when submitting. Um, could you share a little bit of insight on that? Yeah, absolutely. I think the big thing for actors is following what the casting director is actually asking you for. Um, I hear from casting directors from time to time that say, you know, we asked for their headshot and a profile shot and a full length image, you know, usually commercial. Commercial is looking for kind of head on profile full length um, and didn't get it. Actors just sent one of those three or none of those three. Um, or we asked for a self-tape in which this happened. You know, we asked for a slate and didn't get it. Or we asked for um, two varying takes on the material and only got one. So I think really reading those submission requirements and following the instructions, it's not to say that if you don't follow the instructions, the casting director is going to blacklist you and you'll never work again. It's not like that. But you are making what could be a very simple process, more difficult for casting who are handling a high volume of submissions. And so being really careful to say, you know, this casting director asked for X, Y, and Z. And so that's what I'm going to send in. Yeah. Um, we see a fair number of actors who apply for things that are outside of their role type. I am of the mindset that actors should apply for anything that they think they might even be close to right for. But we do see a fair number of, you know, we're casting for kids and we've got 35 year olds applying to a role for 11 year olds. It happens from time to time. Um, so I think just being careful of the, the submission, whether you're careful that you're submitting to the right role on a project, especially if there are multiple, yeah. to, to if we get in touch with you and ask you to send us your materials, making sure that you actually are sending what we're asking for. 
um, just in, in general, making it as easy as possible for us to kind of keep everything organized and, and make sure that your submission gets to the top of the pile. Actors often, and we talk about that quite frequently on the podcast, of there are so many stages to the casting process and there are so many decision makers and there's so much stress that the casting directors are under that if we're fortunate enough to get an audition, we should take the extra five minutes to proof the sound and the audio and just be sure that all of our T's are crossed and our I's are dotted because it, it shows care. It shows a level of respect for the project. And I think for those that are actor creators, they know firsthand from casting projects that like, that's how you would want your project treated. So. Absolutely. And I think yeah, this, soapbox now. <laughs> no, I think it's a great point. And I think it, it shows that you're not just blindly submitting to things that you've read the, the breakdown and you think, yes, this is a project I'm on board for. When yeah. we get submissions that are things that we didn't ask for the wrong things, it's easy to think this is just an actor submitting. I want to know that you have thought through the project and you are already excited about it. It's not just student films and content creator. There are a lot of big projects that are also cast on Backstage.com. Um, do you have a personal favorite that you've either gotten to work on or see brought to life while you've been with the company? There have been a few, actually. Um, we... Just off the top of my head, um, as you mentioned, my older sister has also been on the podcast and she works in casting. Um, <clears throat> we got to work with them on a project to find an actor um, who was a wheelchair user for a project. And so I love, I love when casting directors bring us unique things. You know, we see a ton of projects come through the site. Like you said, everything from, from ca content creators and filmmakers to those major feature films. Um, but getting to the requests for unique things is always... A, a great time because it makes you use muscles that you haven't had to use in a little bit. Um, and you get to reach out to actors that maybe don't see every breakdown and get to apply to all of them. Um, like I mentioned, I, I worked with some student film makers um, about a year ago looking for deaf actors for a project. And so anything like that where we get to try something new and, and cast for a slightly different kind of person is always an exciting time, yeah. Follow up to that, are there any memorable casting stories from projects that you personally worked on where you, you helped bring it from concept and idea to like actually seeing it get cast and going into production? Yeah, I think that, you know, if we go back to that, um, the filmmakers that were searching for deaf actors, that was a, a film school project. And um, it was exciting to see it kind of go from that idea to finding the right performers through to, they premiered at a film festival last year. And so getting to see the film not just be finalized, but especially for a film student, that transformative moment of playing at a festival mm -hmm. and, and kind of kicking off your career in that way has just been really exciting. I think just the general quality of student film has changed so dramatically over the last few years that it makes it a really exciting space to work in. And I think that sometimes film students are coming through with less preconceptions of what actors are right for them. And yeah. so you do get to see those moments where someone comes in and they're not the physical description that they were thinking, but are just the right performance and the right energy for the role. What's something that you are watching or reading right now and loving? Um, so I'm finally watching Mindhunter, which has been out forever. Um, I am a huge fan of John Douglas's books. And so this is the first time I'm, I'm watching my way through the show and just really impressed with the way that that show was put together. For a show that, that requires a huge amount of very specific casting, that's a show that just knocks it out of the park. Um, finding people to portray those interviews is, I'm sure, not an easy feat. 
and it's incredible every time. Yeah, I can imagine that that was some very intense casting sessions. Very intense. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, last question that we ask everyone on What's My Room. What is one thing you wish you could go back and tell your younger self? Not to worry so much. I was, I was a very nervous, worried film student who just thought that everything was going to be scary and hard. And, you know, the industry is challenging. We, we work in a challenging industry, but there are so many good people and so many great opportunities. And so learning how to drop some of the worry and just come in and put your best self forward is, would be invaluable, I think, to a younger me. The one thing I would say to young creators, and I know they're hearing it from all ends, but relationships are the bread and butter of this industry. And it's not always going to be a relationship that is immediately fruitful for your career. But I think connecting with other creatives, connecting with actors, not just actors to put them in your projects, but to get to know them as artists and to let their stories inform your story and being involved from every stage with other creative types, other artists. Yeah is the best thing you can do for your own career. Because first of all, you never know who's going to know the right person to get your film off the ground. But also, you're going to become a much more well-rounded artist along the way if you're involved with artists of all other disciplines. Don't just get to know other writers or other actors. But learning as much as you can about the whole industry and the whole process, I think is going to make you a better, more successful artist in the end. I completely agree. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast and sharing all of this behind the scenes insight into the casting process so that we're not as fearful of making that leap. So thank you so, so much for joining us. Great. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. And to my guest today, Christina Kleppinger. If you're ready to take your career into your own creative hands and post your backstage project, our promo code is What's My Frame. It covers all costs associated with posting your first project to backstage.com. Stay creative. I'm Laura Linda Bradley, and this is What's My Frame.